is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be reviewing Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, the newest movie to come to theaters this past weekend or the weekend before past. You know what? It don't really matter. The point is, we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about the dungeons and their dragons, more specifically fat dragons. We're going to talk about paladins, warlocks and wizards and sorcerers, magical items, mimics, gelatinous cubes, all the stuff. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Hey everyone, welcome to The First Ones to Die podcast. <laughs> We hope you are having a great day today as we are on this lovely day. My name is Jonathan. I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Alex and Jerome. Alex, let me go to you first because it is a special day for you. <laughs> it is your birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. Yes. Yeah, by the time this Thank comes you. out, it will have passed, but y'all should still put in the comments and send us messages saying happy birthday, Alex. Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I've been good. Uh, just been chilling out for my birthday, at least for today. It's been all rainy and wet in Seattle. So like I had a nice big bowl of soup uh, noodles, which, yeah, I love. I eat too much because I really love soup. Uh, so it's been a, just a nice cozy day. My week has been pretty chill. I rewatched. I don't know what possessed me. Uh, I rewatched Ghost Rider. The no, first one, one or the yeah. second one? Jesus the Christ. The first one. Bring light. <laughs> now it's all evil. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you turn. That was a dramatic effect. Which one? <laughs> Which one have you watched, Alex? <laughs> Which Ghost Rider? I feel so threatened for watching Ghost Rider now. <laughs> I mean, they're both I equally awful, the... so. Uh, you know what? <laughs> It was very fast storytelling. And I think I'm so used to Marvel stretching out their stories now between like three fucking movies. You mean having pacing? That like, <laughs> yeah. Like, have you, yeah. And like this one was just like, it was like right away. They already had the guy who knew everything within like the first hour, like half hour of the film. That was like his guide and everything. Um, question for you. And I was going to text this for you, but I was uh, smoking when I watch this movie, which might I be mean, the reason I ended up watching this movie. Know, Ghost Rider, fire, it, smoke. Is Ghost Rider a skeleton all over, or is it just his, like, head and hands? Technically, he is a skeleton all over, but you never, even when people draw him, I don't think anyone's ever drawn him not wearing a full, like, motorcycle getup, so you never get to see his body to know for sure, but I think the assumption is that he's all skeleton, completely, and on fire. Because, like, his pants like rode up a little bit and there was just like flames and i was like is it a flaming skeleton underneath his like outfit yeah but it's like mystic flaming... fire so you know it doesn't really burn well his like ankles were mystic fire then <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was, it was a stupid movie but it was it was it was fun to watch yo nick and cage was kinda... fit back then though like that scene when you got he was. Off, I was like man you were out here like actually working out like you're buff no, Nick Cage was pretty well, and 
it, what, what got me like laughing during the film wasn't ironically the CGI or anything. It was the stuntman stuff. <laughs> it was all the stuntman, like stuntman, like, yeah, yeah, remember this and that. I was like, do you remember like people wanting to be stuntmen to jump over things like that? Evil Knievel, things like, and that mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then ironically, earlier, like a couple days before that, I watched, again, I don't know what has asked me to do this. I watched Jackass Forever, finally. Oh, did you like it? I weirdly <laughs> did. Oh, See, I, really I, did. I liked it too. I never liked the Jackass movies. This film was the only one I liked, and I think it's because they're older. So it feels like you're watching like a bunch of friends that are like like old men it who have like, been like friends you're for watching, years. Yeah, but it more felt like you're watching a bunch of dads, too, yeah. which I think most of them are. It was a bunch of dads acting stupid. Like if you watched every show where the dads are like, we could still do this, and then they actually did it, mm-hmm. that would be this way. Especially that scare think, with Johnny Knoxville, like, knocked out from the bull, and, uh, and all, his old, oh, the only yeah. thing he can say is, uh, I was like, yo, is, is Johnny dead? Are we this, watching a murder right this now? This has finally killed him. Uh, I was weirdly nostalgic. or well, not nostalgic. That's, a like, a strong word to use. I The irony or the, I don't know what I felt when I watched Steve-O get bees on his dick. Mm-hmm was like, I remember being a teenager and watching this and thinking it was one of the funniest and coolest things. As an adult, I was like, one, I should not have watched this as a teenager. (laughs) Somebody really should have been monitoring my viewing programs. And two, I was like, it feels like a completed full circle thing going on with Jackass Forever. Because like, yeah, they're doing these old stunts along with these new ones. And it felt like, like a weird closure thing. Because also this time, when it happened with Steve-O, he got to just get them off of him Mm -hmm. a little more safely, as opposed to the original Jackass, where they were blaring air horns at the bees, trying to anger the bees and stuff like that. Now when they were like, okay, no more, they were like, okay, no more. It felt like a weird, matured version of it. It was just really weird emotions watching Jackass Forever, which I didn't expect to have any emotions watching Jackass Forever. (laughs) I, I love the what new cast, too. Is- the new cast of uh, mm-hmm. people that were in this movie, the younger folks. I was like, cool, keeping it keeping it going. You know, you could have more Jackass movies just with new people. Yeah. And it shows there is a way to, oddly enough, do this more safely and more like you feel like you're going to damage these people in the most permanent sense. Like everybody was sober mm-hmm. in this film. Drug tested every day. I think that's what gave it the friend dad vibe thing going on was that you knew everybody was sober mm, yeah, and stuff like that. So I was like, it was like, so I've watched two odd movies this week. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that it's been a pretty chill week. Uh, how's it going for you, Jonathan? Good. Um, what did I do this week? Uh, I saw a play at the Geffen called, Shoot, what was it called? Oh my gosh, it was. It, was, it must have been that bad, uh, huh? You didn't even bother to remember. You're just like, well, yeah, some plays are not memorable, and that's okay. They still are great in their own sense. Uh, no, I don't oh know. my gosh, I literally. Ava, the secret conversations. Um, well, that's why you didn't remember. They were secret conversations. You know, you didn't want to share to give it away. You weren't supposed to remember. Right. <laughs> Um, but being like 
uh, a part of the inheritance uh, at the Geffen. Like since then, they've sent me like uh, alumni comps to each show, which uh, I've been able to to go to, which is really cool. I don't know when it's gonna stop, but I've been cashing them in ever ever since. So no question, I just keep going. Yes, <laughs> smart. Um, and then on yesterday, Saturday, when we're recording this, uh, it was my last Stranger Things uh, show for the Stranger Things experience. So let's say you got to clarify because people know you're an actor. Then we're going to be like, oh, man, when season five comes out, I'm going to be looking for Jonathan. <laughs> you won't see me in season five unless they took secret footage at the experience and are just going to insert it into the show. In that case, without Netflix, your compensation better, or consent, right, y'all better pay me for it. <laughs> I mean, it's Netflix. Would we be too surprised if they did something like that? They're struggling over there. They're fighting for their lives. So they keep making bad uh, business decisions or missed opportunities, rather. Not bad business decisions. They keep missing opportunities. Little, no, both. 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 Uh, so that's that kind of sucks that it's like you, that it's over, but it was fun, right? Yeah, it lasted a lot longer than like the cat, like we had expected. We initially were told that it was going to end in February, but apparently that was just a mistake and it was always planned to end in April. Hmm. Did you um, uh, but, end up um, like doing like a party or anything like a celebration since it was you guys last shoot? No, because or last it hasn't, shoot, but last day experience. No, because it hasn't like it hasn't ended officially yet. It's ending next weekend. This was just my oh. last uh, show, but we're doing stuff like all throughout. Like they're planning stuff throughout like next week and the week after. So there'll be plenty of of cast and crew get togethers. Nice. Cool, cool. Oh. Yeah. At least you made some new friends along the way, too. Oh, man. Uh, well, firstly, I also wanted, like, uh, Alex's birthday is a great celebration. Also wanted to give a celebration to the rising of the Lord. <laughs> Happy Easter to everybody out there celebrating Easter. Hope you had a great time. Yeah, rise! <laughs> I was like, that's where a dolomite. are we going with That's this? a Dolomite yeah. movie. If you haven't seen it, it's so funny. Just rise, motherfucker, rise! <laughs> and I just, I love the idea that, that someone was saying that outside Jesus' tomb or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my my uh my girlfriend's mom made me it got me a little carrot bag with some goodies and candy in it so uh, Aww, that's sweet. for easter so that was great and uh nice. yeah i hope everyone had a great easter whether you went to church or just did easter egg hunt or maybe just chilled out in the house you know whatever it is you did for easter and also had a great passover um for friday as well um but uh yeah, I haven't really been doing much. Uh, I did start, I picked up and have started reading because I've like, I know the story, but I wanted to own it and read it again. Batman Year One, super excited. This is one of the best Batman stories of all time, written by Frank Miller, art by David Mazzuchelli. Um, and huge inspiration for a lot of Batman movies, when namely Batman Begins and uh, The Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson. Both movies pull from that, from David Mazzuchelli's or uh, Frank Miller's batman year one a lot so i'm glad to be rereading it again and looking at the art and it's so pretty and uh it's just a noir batman story which is super cool um finished uh wu-tang an american saga hate to see the show go i really do um it's it was it was fun while it lasted it was cool to see a story about our show about the wu-tang 
uh, clan's rise and how they basically dominated the hip hop scene in the 90s for a little bit. Um, just before, you know, like Biggie and Tupac and all those guys like started really dominating. Like it was Wu-Tang all over. They had a number one worldwide album for a while. In fact, their Wu-Tang Forever album was the first hip hop album to become number one on the UK charts. Really? Yeah. So it's like Wu-Tang, like people don't like most people, you know, who love Wu-Tang, but they don't know like the history of how big and how popular they were nowadays because it was it seems like it was so long ago. But it's like, nah, they they were like the dominating hip hop force for a long period of time uh, coming out of Staten Island. So uh, that was cool. And it was a good show. And I'm sad that it's over. But, you know, we move on. <laughs> um and uh i i don't think we gotta talk is just, there a chance of a second se- season it's only three seasons Are they oh it is oh it's already been three seasons mm-hmm. i did not know that i assumed it was something new no they well it has three seasons but the thing is they barely got to they only got to wu-tang forever wu-tang lasted a lot longer after that they didn't even cover odb's death um, all of the different kids, many of the other side groups Rizzo was doing work with at the time when uh, Wu-Tang was around, like they they missed a lot, but it's because they were trying to speed through a lot too. And, and season one took a long time to get to them actually becoming the Wu-Tang clan. Uh, so it's like, it, it's weird. It's, it feels like season one and two, they were like, we're taking our time because we're going to get to more. And then season three came out and they're like, it's the last season. It's like, it's the last season. Y'all haven't even gotten to any of their solo projects, any of the, like the second album, like there's a lot of stuff. You're like, oh, it's almost like they're missing the whole second act of their, right. their careers. Like it's like you, you kind of, or they sped through it rather, which was kind of sad, but it, it is what it is. Um, but we didn't get a chance to also talk about, um, I know Jonathan, you've seen it. I don't know if Alex, you've seen it yet, but we didn't talk about Swarm. <laughs> Uh, but I have not. I, I yeah, I've seen Swarm. Um, Jonathan, I know you've seen Swarm. Uh, it's a great show from Donald Glover on Amazon Prime. Check out Swarm if you didn't get a chance. Uh, uh, biggest highlight for me, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, I, like she has uh, a shot at being uh, an amazing actress. I don't know what else she's gonna be in after this, but whatever it is, I'm sure she'll do great because she was phenomenal in swarm the character she had to play is not an easy one to play and she did it amazingly so uh that was a legit surprise she, she getting she might be getting that that emmy for for guest star probably and if she does and if she does she'll be uh ego you got you got she'll be ego Oh, she doesn't have a Tony yet. She hasn't done But I mean, you know, I mean, she's got the voice for it to either be in a musical or she has the acting chops to be in just a regular play. So either way. Or or you can get a Tony for just like producing. True. Yeah, that's true. You, get, hmm. you can get a technical Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or like doing the music or something for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Uh, also, I was gonna so, sorry to my section. I was gonna mention uh, Love Is Blind is really heating up, and Netflix announced that the reunion, which is gonna be next week, is gonna be live, which I'm super excited about because it's only Netflix. It's only Netflix. It's only so it's gonna be on Sunday, I think, and it's gonna be like live. It's only Netflix's like second live event after the Chris Rock uh, special, 
So I'm I'm really they they're doing this because they know like the show has gotten so popular and it's like we might as well make an event of this. And it's going to be messy. People, I'm I can't wait to see what Cuz it's I like I genuinely didn't know that they could do live. <laughs> they're testing it out. I know Disney Plus started doing that uh, last year with Dancing with the Stars. That because Dancing with the Stars moved to Disney Plus and and they were broadcasting those shows live, and that was kind of their first thing. So it's like now, streaming network, streaming sites, services are experimenting with live TV, and it's like, isn't this why you started streaming? Like, isn't that what TV used to be like? Yeah. <laughs> There's, I know whatever. Hulu's done a lot of live specials. Like, they've done those weird plays or reenactments or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I never knew Netflix did one. Yeah. Uh, the other, uh, like, uh, other thing I wanted to get to, mainly because I'm thinking about Billie Eilish and Swarm, is, like, if you want to see a guest star not living up to her potential in a show, no look no further than the most recent, at the time of this recording, Mandalorian episode starring Lizzo and Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've what? seen I've seen clips of yeah, that. They, they're like married with Baby Yoda. Well, Baby Yoda's just there, but they're married. Yeah, in the in the show, um, Lizzo and Jack Black in the Mandalorian. What? Yeah, it's not people are not feeling this episode, and it's not it, like it, it, Lizzo and Jack Black is just a piece of why they're not feeling it. It's not the whole thing. It's because the episode just feels like it's just really out uh, outside of the realm of like what the main story is supposed to be. Uh, it's a very much a filler episode, but it's just the fact now, that like, I remember they had, I remember they had Meg the Stallion on uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, but at least like when when she was in She-Hulk, she doesn't dominate the show. She's very much a guest star, and then on top of that, like when she is there, it's like okay, what's the Marvel Universe it's supposed to take place in modern day? Me- like it just means that Megan the Stallion exists in the Marvel Universe as herself, but still she's there. <laughs> Versus this is like. It, it's a thing where, like, the best thing about Star Wars is that they always hire actors that aren't, like, mega famous. Or if they do, they, like, put them in either costume or makeup or something. So it's not Like dist- Pedro Pascal. Right. It's not distracting when you see them. Because you're like, oh, well, they're just, like, they're in the getup. Sometimes it even surprises you. You find out who that is. Like, oh, man, that was that person? Oh, that's so cool. Like, having Lizzo, who's one of the most famous pop stars right out right now and jack black who's just jack black is a presence in and of himself anything he's in the man <laughs> just like has an air about him that you're like that's jack black even in super mario brothers people are like as soon as he opens his mouth his bowser people are like that's jack black like he just has that that in him there it's distracting <laughs> it pulls you out of the entire show because you're like it's i'm not watching the mandalorian anymore i'm just watching two celebrities hang out on a star wars set well, I mean, you always have those filler episodes, so they were trying to make the filler episodes sparkle. Right. Sp- speaking of Jack Black, oh, there there's go. Cheddar. <laughs> He's going to jump over my cord and, like, Jack Black. mess with everything. Well, the Cheddar's not messed up your mic because now the cord's all... <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'm trying to keep him away from jumping on the actual cord, and then I made it worse. <laughs> Just ignore the orange cat. Speaking of Cheddar, not speaking of Cheddar, speaking of Jack Black. I just said ignore him. <laughs> speaking of Jack Black, uh, I forgot to mention that I also watched Super Mario Brothers movie. What's your mini review? Uh, what do you think? 
it was it was enjoyable. I I said it before the podcast. Oh, we got that ASMR. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was like I appreciated that they put all of the or they tried to at least put as many of the games into one movie as possible some of the connections as to how they you know connected the storylines of the different you know games was a little loose but I I appreciate the effort and it was fun you know we had a couple references to like blowing on the the game to, to get it to work um and there were actual moments where they the characters were actually you know playing the game they would hop up on the there's a scene where you know princess peach teaches mario uh how to how to platform know, yeah how to do all that stuff um and and that was that was really fun to see that they didn't just make it like a real world they didn't tr- just translate it into the real world or world or whatever you're very much still in the world of super mario brothers you're in the world of the game as well nice um what'd you think of the voice cast and they, i i thought they were good I, I thought you know i actually thought chris pratt did a good job like because <laughs> i didn't recognize because he wasn't just That's Chris what I've been Pratt. hearing. He had, a lot of people like, have been saying Chris Pratt's okay, actually, as Mario. Yeah, he's all right. He's not like, I wouldn't give him an Oscar. But he 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 didn't sound like Chris Pratt. He had, like, Chris Pratt with uh, a New York, like, Brooklyn accent <laughs> that I thought wasn't terrible. Um, and I, th- I think that's why they were keep reminding people that, like, Super Mario is for kids, not the adults. Because if you're watching it now with not as an adult being expecting like Mario, Mario, then yeah, you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more without having that expectation of that cheesy accent. Right. And just having somebody doing a good voiceover for a character that seems fitting. And, and Super Mario 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 comes off as a New York and plumber. <laughs> right. And they address that at the beginning of the film, why they don't have the accents that you hear in the video game. Okay, um, you're done. Yeah, they Not very you. much you like, <laughs> cloak it as they're, these are plumbers and they're putting on a commercial and they have to hype up, you know, the <laughs> the, the thick Italian accent, but that's not really them. Oh, so... I'm so confused now. The way you have described... I've not seen real previews that much for Super Mario. Is it that they're characters in a video game? Or is it that these are like actual living characters having a day-to-day life? They're... They start off... They're living in Brooklyn. They're plumbers. And they're like, we need to get our plumbing business off and going. And then stuff happens and they get transported into this magical sewer where they have to save the land of Super Mario. The Mushroom Kingdom. Mushroom Kingdom. Is that canon? Or is that just like something that came uh, from I the think movie? in the video games, they're just, they just exist in that world. In the world. Yeah. So weird. Okay. 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 Fuck. Well, my audio is just going to be terrible at the beginning of this. Well, check, just check both ends of the connection. Just make sure they're they're, well, they're good. And then, well, Cheddar literally stepped on the other end, so that's we'll all see right, how. Alex, you know why? 
I seriously regret telling you it's my birthday. I really do. <laughs> I feel like I've made an absolute mistake by doing that. Also, I have it for, for the audience, folks. <laughs> For the so, audience, you better get to YouTube right now. Originally, at the at the beginning of the episode, or beforehand, we were trying to figure out where things were placed. Jonathan mentioned that his birthday was a certain day in May, and I went and was like, you know what's a coincidence? Today is my birthday. And it's not that I was, like, hiding it, but I just really didn't talk about it. I'm not really big on my birthday. <laughs> Never really happened. And this year, I didn't really feel like doing anything either. Uh, I guess I could have told you all when we went to go see Dungeons and Dragons on Friday. You know, could have made that a little birthday thing, but eh, it was like we all got there. And that is also the movie we are reviewing. Aha! Yeah. I got in there. Got away from that. Wait. I got in there. Yeah, we're reviewing Dungeons and Dragons. Came out like March. I don't even know. <laughs> when it came out, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. It came out on the thirty first of of March. Is when it came out. I may have done this like like coming into this, but I also am not usually the one who does it, so I was not prepared with dates or actors' <laughs> names or anything. Like well, I just I was so, looking at the calendar. You guys so that's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. It came out a couple weeks ago. And that is the movie that we're going to be discussing. Uh, is why was I about to read when I was reading the the log line? I was about to read one of the one of the reviews. Dungeons and Dragons is a film that fails to deliver. No, Dungeons and Dragons. Damn, is a charming fails. is about a charming <laughs> is about a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers who embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic. Things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Mm-hmm. It stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean Page, Justice Smith. So Did you say Reggae? Yeah, that's his name. Isn't it Ray J? I've been calling Ray J Jean it's for reggae. like ever. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Ray J Jean? Reggae Jean, Jean? Page. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Lillis, yeah. Hugh Grant, among others. This is based obvi- ob- obviously uh, off of the Dungeons and Dragons game phenomenon. Coming from Hasbro. Yes. And we're going to talk about it. Jerome, since I feel like you are perhaps the most familiar with the tabletop role-playing game. What did you think of Honor Among Thieves? Uh, well, firstly, I wanted to pull up the t- Rotten Tomatoes score because I'm curious how people are feeling it. This movie's doing great. It's got 90% fresh on the tomato meter from critics, 94% audience score. This movie's doing great. It's doing good. Um, which uh, leans into my review. I love this movie. This movie's great. <laughs> I love this film a lot. Uh, as a person who's played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and other role, you know, tabletop role play games, um, uh, it just it, it captures so much of the spirit of Dungeons and Dragons. I think. Uh, especially because it it does two things really well. Number one, it captures the spirit of like just 
playing the game like how you have you're just with your friends and you know and like sometimes your friends like playing characters so they like being that dramatic person or, or whatever and just like yes i am a knight and i am here to defend the honor of yada 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 or they're just like dude i'm just here to have some fun look uh you know uh where, where are we at is there gold okay i steal it and it's just like there's 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 both types of DD players Sometimes they're in the same party. Sometimes there's a whole party that's just one or the other. And this movie does a great job of capturing that, um, the fun of that. But also, this movie does a great job of establishing the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Like the lands, the characters, they mention a lot of stuff by name that is canon to the D&D world of like Waterdeep. And you see a Displacer Beast, some Mimics, Owlbears, tons of different spells that if you know how the spells work, you're like, oh yeah, I know that spell or, you know, like, or I, magical items. So it's clear that whoever made this movie, they did a lot of research and a lot of like just deep diving to figure out like all the things they wanted to put in there to make the story feel that much more concrete and have a lot of Easter eggs in there for D and D fans. But the nice thing about that is they don't mention it. Like they don't, try and do a wink at the camera like ah oh, it's that item from the game get it ha <laughs> like no no they don't do that they're just like no this is the world these are just normal things to these people and if you play D, you'll know what they are and you know how they work if you haven't played D, you can just watch the movie and have a good time and enjoy it and just be like oh okay there's this magic item now that's how that's what that does so i think the movie is great in that front also the actors are just fantastic Chris Pine carries a lot of the weight of this movie and he does it very well. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is fantastic, actually. Uh, this is one of the few roles where I'm like, man, like you're you're doing it. <laughs> like you're acting and not just playing tough girl number whatever. Like you're, <laughs> like you're a character. Uh, and she was really good in this movie. I liked her a lot in this film. Um, and all the other actors, of course, Justice Smith, uh, Sophia Lillis. I wish Reggae John had been in the movie more. He's not in it for very long, but when he is in it, he's yeah, he's pretty the decent. The way they presented him, I assumed he was going to be like solid part of the group. Yeah, like it's weird how little he's in the film, despite how much of the promotional material he's in. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we lost John Jonathan. Jonathan's like you goddamn right. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just knock the camera. <laughs> Justice for Reggae. <laughs> It was really Gibson. He was super offended by that. He was like, damn straight. I knew that was going to happen. He's like, all those previews I watched were for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what did I do? Uh, Hugh Grant also Um, is fantastic as well. Um, Shout out to Hugh Grant. And uh, the only, if I have one criticism, is that this movie is pretty long for what it is and that wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing if it was for the fact that by the time they hit the third act it the movie becomes very predictable the first two acts are very strong and in that third act i was like i feel like i know what's going to happen because it's it's doing a lot of those same beats that are in every adventure movie not that that's like a major criticism it's just a minor thing but it's something i noticed where i was like man you guys were doing a lot of surprising different stuff and now you're hitting this finale that I'm like, I've, I feel like I've seen in other movies. Visually, it's not like anything I've seen in other movies because they're using Dungeons and Dragons, like spells and items, all that stuff. But as far as like what's happening, I'm like, this has happened in multiple movies 
and I don't know. That was just like a thing where I was like, man, I wish you guys had had more surprises on that back end. Um, but overall, it's without spoiling anything, really love the movie. It's really strong. Can't wait for them to maybe make another one if they have if they have plans to make another one. Um, and I hope it's this cast if they make another one and they don't just like, but it'd also be cool if they just make a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons like anthology movies where each of them are different parties. That'd be fun too. I think when they were making this movie, they had the intention of bringing back this cast because of what happens in the movie. And we'll talk about it in our spoiler section. But like you, I was, uh, I was shocked at, at how little reggae John Page was in it. At the end, when oh, whoops, I'm getting, I'm getting it to spoil. Well, like I said, Gibson clearly was too. Ripped <laughs> <laughs> down the camera. Your dog is messing up your video. My cat's messing up our audio. It's just that I think Jiro might have the good idea about not living with pets right now. I mean, it's it's just that Reggae John is like literally on every poster for this movie, every trailer he's in it. Like he, like you would think he's one of like the main characters, and he's really not. He's very well, much a sporting there character. Was, there was a single promo based like on him too. I remember seeing it on Twitter. Gibson looks like he just gave up on life. There's a whole <laughs> promo where I see it's solely focused on him and him being in the film, and pretty much in that promo are all the shots of him in the film. They pretty much show you that whole portion of him in the film in that TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was be a major part of the cast but it's really a side cast yeah alex what did you what are your were your initial thoughts or overall thoughts of the movie? i agree that it ran it felt like it ran a little too long like that would probably be my favorite but i loved it i had fun the entire time i was watching it i was laughing uh i absolutely adore chris pine so it was just seeing great in that and i do love that they gave him a chance to sing actually sing because he has a surprisingly good voice um and i thought the storytelling was like really easy to follow when it came to that they didn't make it because a lot of times sometimes with fantasy movies or things like that they come in with this whole bunch of lore and really complicated back history that they'll kind of tell you offhandedly and you're like i still feel like i'm missing something but this was all really simple lore very simple and things easy to follow. You knew what was going on, what part of, you know, whose history belonged to whose. And just some major scenes that were just, had me cracking up so hard, I wasn't prepared for. But yeah, I initially just, yeah, enjoyed the film. It was fun and like, I would definitely like watch it again. I wouldn't lie. I feel like if I watch it again, I'll find those little parts that I missed. Being like, oh, I see that foreshadowing now. I I, forgot to, I was just really immersed in the film. I forgot to ask you after we watched, because we watched this movie at the Regal in Screen X with like the screen on the walls and stuff too on the side. Uh, how was that for you, Alex? <laughs> I enjoyed it because Chris Pine was never out of my peripheral view. <laughs> it took my girlfriend by surprise. She was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, fun thing about when we went, we I, I went, the only single person, with four couples. <laughs> four couples? I, I, yeah, there was, was four couples. Jasmine and Al, um, well, Al one, Al two, and Chandra. <laughs> Me and, and Ari and uh, Lauren and Cameron, so. 
And then that was me. How <laughs> <laughs> was how was that? That was an experience. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I feel like Lauren and Cameron are used to like just adopting me for the for the night. They're like, you'll you'll stay by us. So uh, I think Lauren has just gotten used to me doing that, which I really appreciate because I was like, I'm gonna just kind of tag on to you. But I forgot I had a potluck the next day. So when we exited the film, I kind of was distracted with counting how much bacon I needed to bring to this potluck to work. So while everybody was chatting, I'm literally over on the sidelines being like, all right, there's 15, like doing a fucking math problem. There's 15 people. And if each person has two pieces of bacon, how much bacon do I need to bring? And what length of bacon is acceptable to be considered bacon and not just a little piece of bacon? Let's do math of bacon after the Dungeons Dragons movie. <laughs> So that was also a weird thing that happened. But I like the the X. What's it called? SpaceX? Oh, Screen X. No, that's uh, Screen <laughs> X. SpaceX is that <laughs> ridiculous. No, we don't support SpaceX no doing? more, all right? Elon has to go down. <laughs> I agree. Let him fall. Uh Screen X, which was really good because I thought it was fun and then I was able to keep like my head moving. I've only ever watched I Screen X it. in one other time. I watched Black Widow that way. Uh, in, in Screen X, and uh, that was my first time doing it, and it rem- it makes me think of like what Cinerama tried to be, in that it it takes three projectors to do it, to show it on both sides. But it was kind of cool. I like the pause after Cinerama, the shade to Cinerama, Cinerama <laughs> yeah. tried to be. I mean, it's true. Cinerama yeah, did not succeed when it first. No, no, no. The Cinerama like for movie format, not the theaters. Oh. No, the movie format. Well, them the too. They need to be shady. <laughs> Shade them all. I watched some other movie in in Screen X, and it was some horror film that I can't remember now. But I've never um, watched this. I enjoyed it. You should. It's it's not. It's, I think it's interesting. It's really nice when you have movies that are outdoors. I feel like if you have movies that are just in a room, it's just you see more walls. But like in this movie with Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons, they're outside a lot, so you have like the nature view surrounding you the entire time, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts about the movie? I, like you guys, enjoyed it. So when I first walked into the movie, like I mentioned, I watched Super Mario Brothers and I watched both of these movies on the same day. So watch Super Mario Brothers coming from a movie with a lot of children in the movie. <laughs> and then, um, so it, this movie was immediately after, like it, it was timed perfectly so that, because you know, with AMC and their 5011 commercials, Mm-hmm. Um, or previews. Yeah, it's yo, almost exactly twenty five minutes. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut uh, you off, but like, at, like it was nice to watch a movie and Nicole Kidman doesn't show up at a regal. Uh, we were watching it at a regal, so no, like no, no. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, there's something else I want to add to that, but we'll get that in part in spoilers. C- continue your your thoughts. <laughs> okay, I was. Um... So I didn't see Nicole Kidman either, but that's because I timed it perfectly so that I walked into the theater as soon as the, like for Super Mario Brothers, the IMAX thing was showing up. And then um, for Dungeons and Dragons, it was like the movie started, uh, or the move, the Super Mario Brothers movie ended like 25 minutes after, or 30 minutes after what am I trying to say? The, the, the Dungeons Mario, and Dragons the started. Had, for Dungeons yes. and Dragons had ended. Yeah. Yes. And so when I walked into Dungeons and Dragons, 
all I see is so all the lights are like up. It's like not even the, you know, dim lights before you get to the complete dim when the movie starts. Like all of the lights are just up in the theater. And then the screen is like pulsating with the Dungeons and Dragons logo. And it's like and you hear like this wind sound or something. Did you guys have this before you watched the movie? No. I don't know what AMC was on, but it like everybody's just staring at the movie and I'm walking into the other side of the theater and it's just it's for a good I would lie, I would have I would have walked out. That sounds like some <laughs> Twilight shit where you get Twilight Zone shit where you get sucked into something. Uh-uh. <laughs> And I was like, why are the lights completely on? Because, well, I'd like to walk in a little incognito, like, so, because I'm clearly walking in there right before the movie starts. But it's just the Dungeons and Dragons logo. It's like red and it's like pulsating and it's like, and then you see the actors, hey, welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. You're here watching a movie how it should be watched, which I hate when they do that, by the way. That's what I was going to mention in the spoilers. I was like, that was the most passive aggressive shit ever. What it is. I was Lauren. I was like, this felt personal as fuck. They're still trying to do that, like, because that start, I mean, it it, it happened before, but now it's been more frequent because of COVID, of them being like, thanks for being in a theater and I'm like dude don't thank me you could thank me by showing me the damn movie I paid to see I've already sat through 20 minutes of trailers I don't need to see you on a sitting you and your cast sitting on stools and chairs trying to be like oh well thanks for watching yes bitch I let, me, let me watch the movie <laughs> It's not only that, like it, I've seen it before in the other films, but like this cast really were not into it either. True, they yeah, were like, yeah, they were, just they were, what they they were really like, <laughs> they're like, we appreciate you coming to see this movie. Thank you for watching it. How like that was straight up script reading. Somebody was there with cue cards and all that stuff. Like there was no passion. They were like, even they were like, this is dumb. They're already here. Why do we need to call them heroes for seeing a movie? Which I was like, really that. <gasps> This feels like conversations that the superheroes and the boys have when they're talking to their fans. Like, like it's so PR. It's so like clearly written by a marketing team. Nothing's from the heart. Like, like, yeah, and especially because at least with most of most of the time when they do this type of stuff, it's either like the main actor says something, like the main character, or the whole cast. This one, half the cast didn't say anything. <laughs> Reggae <Ray laughs> John, he was there, he didn't say nothing. Justice Smith, Sophia Lillard, no, none mine, of them said anything. <laughs> in, in mine, Reg, I I don't know if it was different, but in mine, Reggae John Page said like the majority of the stuff. And ours, it was Chris Pine. It was Chris oh. Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, and then Hugh Grant said a little something. Um, well, you heard Hugh Grant said like the end part where he's like, thanks for watching and enjoy the yeah, film. Yeah, I think so. But it's like the other three, they didn't say anything. They were just sitting there. <laughs> they were going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, stop doing this, Hollywood. Stop having your, your cast like uncomfortably sit in front of us for an extra two minutes behind the extra 25 you know, I even, sit through trailers that are on the internet for and what it feels and, like and tell me that they're glad I'm here to watch this movie stop it it's like, it feels like when you go over to somebody's house and they're thanking you for being there and you're like oh yeah yeah it's cool we, we want to take out no I really appreciate you coming over okay, okay. <laughs> yeah like it's gonna be a more fun night because you're here 
Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Maybe can I just let's sit just down the chips the and talk? Yeah. <laughs> let's get on with the Let night. me let me Yeah, let me go uh past the front door and sit down, put hang up my jacket. You don't need to stop me right here. Right. Cause it's like you gotta watch you gotta watch and it's funny, we're talking about this and we're not getting into the review, so this look, is probably God damn it. All right, look, y'all if you're watching this on YouTube, this is or a serious Spotify issue. Or anything, you could skip ahead. If you don't want to hear all this, but you signed up to listen to this hour long podcast, so you go listen to us complain about this shit. <laughs> but what I was gonna say, you watch, you watch the Regal. Please silence your cell phones or what or the AMC whatever. No talking, no texting. Don't ruin the movie. And then you get into Nicole Kidman, Kidman's behind. <laughs> And then you <laughs> and then you gotta watch the cast talk about like we're glad you're here. We really appreciate you watching a movie. How it's supposed to be watched when we already have our butts in the seats. We paid for the movie. Like we want to see what we've paid for. Like give us a discount if you're gonna do all this in front of it. All right. Especially because it's like that, and all and that then- comes after you've spent. 20 something odd minutes watching movie trips and that's after you watch Newbie, which is another extra like five ten minutes showing you like behind the scenes clips and doing stupid trivia maybe with random just celebrities. Trim some of that like beginning fat and you don't have to thank us for coming like honestly that would be the thing just trimming some of that little extra fat at the beginning John Wick didn't thank Check nobody for coming John Wick was like you want to get to people killing people alright I got you <laughs> just let the movie start John Wick knew what you were the- he's like alright we all know why you're here let's just do these insane stunts I will never though forgive Oppenheimer I don't want to see that movie for that reason <laughs> to be fair because- that's not Oppenheimer's fault That Christopher Nolan has done that for like his past like four or five movies of having like extra long like little here's a piece of the movie before your movie because remember when they did that for dunkirk too where dunkirk had that long segment (laughs) from dunkirk Uh but with oppenheimer it made it look like and i was not warned it made it look like i was going to the movie i literally checked to make sure i was in the right movie i was like i thought i was watching nope but i'm watching this christopher nolan dude nope had to like three trailers that made you feel like it was the start of the film you're like okay oh no it's a trailer oh okay and you're like i feel like i'm being lied to and i can't tell which is the real which is the real movie you guys remember we had tomorrowland at the imax and that happened where they had that whole long, yeah. not, they didn't have Tomorrowland, but we had some movie that had Tomorrowland in front of it, like a big section of the movie as uh, in IMAX. And people were walking out like, this is the movie, like, this movie I paid for, right? It's not Tomorrowland? I'm like, oh, yes, it's just a whole like preview thing. Don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> even when we gave those stupid speeches, like, hey, this is the beginning. People were like, are, are we sure this is not? Because that's like just right. the beginning of Tomorrowland. This is the you start of the film. Out. We know, we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting into the actual film we watched, <laughs> complaints over Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> go, go, do your Jonathan. Do your little disclaimer. Well, well, yeah, for, yeah for those who don't know, uh, we, after we do our general thoughts, we do our spoilers review. So we're about to get into the spoilers section of Dungeons and Dragons. So if you haven't seen D and D, Honor Among Thieves, um, go watch it. Then come back, you know, and uh, you know, pause this, go watch it, then come back, listen to the rest of the review. 
and uh, we'll talk about the movies from this point forward. We promise. No more uh, distractions or sidebar conversations. Well, we can't promise that. Well, we can't promise mm-hmm. that. It's true. As we are. <laughs> Both are fair comments. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Here we go. Um, hmm. Where do we want to start? <laughs> uh, let's start uh, with Michelle Rodriguez in that in that cameo because because <laughs> that was the legitimate yes. the, the most legitimate surprise for me. This whole movie is knowing Bradley is Bradley Cooper. Cooper showing up as a halfling. Yeah. in this movie, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> Bradley Cooper. As a that was the most random because Bradley Cooper does not strike me as the person who does cameos usually. Like he's not a yeah. Ryan Reynolds or a Channing Tatum. I could see either one of those in the either one of those people in this role. Right. I was waiting for Channing Tatum to pop up. Oddly enough, I was thinking, I'm like, I bet, I bet he he snuck into this film some way somehow. For some reason, I thought. Well, here's that. the thing. This is you know why it has to be Bradley Cooper though because this is a cameo that isn't about being funny. Like it's a cameo, but it's like it's a. It's you hear that Bradley Cooper? He doesn't think it's funny. Well, it's just it's a dramatic cameo. Like he, like whoever's do who would have done this cameo, which I'm glad it's Bradley Cooper. They had to act because it's a it's a very serious scene with Holga, um, Michelle Rodriguez's character. So it's like you they can't kinda, just have it just be a goofy one where it's like, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. Ah, ah. <laughs> it's like uh, no, that wouldn't fit. <laughs> they kind of set it up to be the setting in a way was kind of comedic where he's sitting on the chair and his feet is dangling yeah, off the- that was my only other issue with the like the canon a little bit because halflings are not just little people like like halflings are like they're they're relatively normal size they're just short it's the equivalent of like in in the real world where we have little people um in our world or, or uh, people who have dwarfism, that is halflings in the D&D world. They're not just shrunken people, <laughs> which is what it looks like in this movie where I'm like, that's weird that it's just shrunken people um, as opposed to just, ha- or more like Lord of the Rings where hobbits, hobbits are halflings. That's what Bradley Cooper should have looked like. <laughs> and so it's weird that they didn't Well, didn't they were just trying that. to make it more comedic instead of like serious. Because it's one thing to have like just a short period, but this was like a tiny, tiny man. Where even they were like, "Is are you guys serious?" And Chris Pine's character was like, "Yeah, I was surprised too." But you know, you love who you love. So I, I love though that the cameo isn't the joke. I mean, it kind of is in that the setting of like the big go you know, house and he's a small person. But I love that the joke is that he has a thing for big women because that other lady walks in and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Like, what what is it and with then, you and big ladies? <laughs> and then there's and then there's the joke that she only likes the halflings because the one at the end she like gives a wink to. Yeah, she only she's only into little like, people. Hey, yeah. She likes she likes them small. <laughs> hey, easier to just like put in your pocket and can move on. My girlfriend on. made a joke. She's like she likes them fun sized. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I really, I, I, how does he, well, like, everything involving her was awesome, especially when they went to the graveyard. And the graveyard, I think, is one of everybody's favorite scenes where they dug up her, her family. She's like, we dug up my ancestors on sacred grounds. That scene alone is one of the best, mostly because I'm like, there are some DMs that are that mean. Of like you'll ask a you'll just ask a confirming question like so it's four questions right yes no wait that wasn't a question 
It's like, well, no, yeah, I only answer when I speak to you. I've asked five questions just in the general vicinity. Uh, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> there are some DMs that are like that. They are that mean to me where you're just like, God dang it. <laughs> But yeah, that whole scene I think was great. The way they conducted themselves in the point where he was like, "All right, you do still have to five ask questions, five questions, so they can go back to being dead." So he's trying to think of five questions. He's like, "What's your favorite color? What's your favorite book?" And the guy's like, "Well, well, that one's complicated." And they left the one guy on three. Yeah, was that Taika Waititi? Four. four. That sounded like him. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. This has his vibe, but uh, I mean, if it's not him, that's oh uh, no. Comedy group Auntie Donna provided voices for corpses for the Australian release. Oh, never mind. Okay, for the Australian release of the. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh. I'm not seeing him on this cast list, so though I I don't think that was him. Probably not. Um, but her, her character was great. I love how intelligent she was too. They didn't just make her into like a dumb fighter. Cause a lot of the jokes I've seen for D and D is that barbarians are just stupid and fight. When she was talking before she was about to get her head cut off, she was talking to the guard about his weapon and being, and like, it was very articulated uh, talking about taking care of the metal and the material of it and the craftsman work. And it was very insightful. And she was like, Oh, she knows her stuff. They made her a very intelligent person still. And I, I enjoyed that. Again, like a lot of the jokes I've seen for like the barbarians, they're supposed to be pretty stupid, right? Yeah, uh, it depends. A lot of people normally they make barbarians either like like uh, dumb or they make them like bloodthirsty, like fight monsters. Where all they all they think about is I want to kill it, and it's like, okay, we're just here to talk to this person. Okay, but can I kill him after? No, we're just here to talk to this person. <laughs> Like uh, I mean, I don't ever get. Yeah, to there's kill a things. TikToker I follow. A TikToker I follow. He does a bunch of D and D stuff and makes jokes, and that's all I see with him in the barbarian is like him just attacking things yeah, with a sword. When, that's the barbarian. barbarians are half orcs. A lot of people like to play them, like as far as role playing wise, like dumb, like the dumb strong person. <laughs> that's their thing. Um, I think uh, sometimes it works. You know, sometimes like uh, Travis Willingham plays uh, Grog, who's in uh, The Legend of Vox Machina, which is based off of the D&D show Critical Role. And his version of the barbar- uh, of Grog the Barbarian, yeah, he's dumb, but he's also lovable and, you know, sweet. He's just a simple simple barbarian uh, half-orc who just, or giant, I think half-giant, something like that. Um but you're right. I think Michelle Rodriguez, they give her a lot to do, and uh, she gets to show off her physicality and strength as a barbarian. And she plays, like, the way they use the action sequence with her, I like the the innovativeness and creativeness of her action sequences. It's not as simple as, well, she has an axe, so she uses the axe. It's like, no, you're a barbarian. Literally nothing in this room is not a weapon to you if you, ha- if you make the right rolls. You could literally just like the when she turns the bow into a weapon, her chains into a weapon. She's just slamming people the everywhere. Potato. A brick, a potato. Yeah, the potato. Like, any, like any and I everything's think, I think a the weapon. See where she's fighting in the armory is a fantastic way to show that she was fighting with everything. Basically, that wasn't a weapon originally, <laughs> like with the hammer, with the materials, with the 
with the fire and everything like that. And then when she uses bow, not as an actual bow, but as a, its own separate weapon, was very, you know, again, creative, very a, a different way to use things. I think that also showed her range of like ability of how to fight. Mm-hmm. And then her actual physical fighting scenes, the hand to hand combat, were really good, very versatile. Ah, yeah, she. Uh, they were. I love the creativity with their action sequences in this movie, um, or just the creativity in general. This felt like a very elaborate D and D campaign, like easily, because um, the heist elements too were like very creative of how exactly they're yeah. like. Oh well, we can't use the helmet. Oh, we don't need to. We got the hither thither wand. It's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Justin Smith's character too. Uh, Simon. He was a half elf. Oh, he was half elf. Yeah, he's a half elf. Wild that. magic sorcerer. Half elf. Wild. That's a mouthful. Uh, his character was one of my favorite characters. I thought I was surprised by that. And again, he played the the stereotypic role of like the level one wizard that dies over anything. Well, he's like, but he doesn't. I die. love the wild magic sorcerer angle. I I've played that character before in D anD D of like the sorcerer who's unsure of himself and not good at his abilities, which is what wild magic sorcerers are: is sorcerers who aren't good at using magic yet. Um, but he, yeah, he has his character had a lot of heart, and um, I love his like small i i love that he he is does have a small pining for sophie uh is it sophia or is it sophie sophia yeah sophia lillis's character but that doesn't hijack the movie is him just con- that isn't his character is just constantly trying to get with this girl it's just like that's just a thing it's a, it's a part of their dynamic but it's not the focus at any point in the movie which was nice um because in a lesser movie it would be it'd be like yeah but let's get back to these two trying to make it work it's like no we don't have time for that we're trying to get things done (laughs) yeah which i just looked on her wikipedia i cannot believe she's already 21 because i remember her in uh it it yeah (laughs) yeah these kids are growing up oh my god i didn't even know that was her Mm -hmm yeah her character was the most I'm interesting because so i love the the um her being a part of like this group of essentially like druids and rangers and stuff like that was really cool um and i, I love her like weapons like she has the little slingshot <laughs> on her arm which is cool uh and and also her being a tiefling very interesting i wish they had gotten into that a little bit more <laughs> Of what tieflings are, but what is a tieflings tiefling? are half demon, half human people. Is that why she had a tail? Yeah, she has like a devil tail. It has a point. She has a pointed tail and horns, which tieflings can have like different types of horns, different type of tails. That's that's more like character, like physical thing. Depending on who the player is, they can determine what that looks like. Because there are some players who are like, yeah, I have ram horns or I have bull horns. Or whatever, but regardless, like the point is, your one of your parents is a demon, <laughs> and sometimes people play. Some I, people have tieflings that look like humans, and others they're like, "Yeah, my tiefling has red skin. He clearly looks like the devil," <laughs> or he has like. I just want to make it known. <laughs> um, uh, can we talk about 
Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was cool, uh, man. I like when he plays a villain, yeah, when he plays I, the bad guy. So I, <laughs> I, I truly believed him more as a villain, uh, mainly because did you guys see his interview on the Oscars red carpet? No. He was like, a lot of people on the internet were upset, including like kind of myself, because he was not having it. He was like, I don't want to be here. Basically, he didn't say that, but he said that without with his body language and Um, stuff. Yes. And I'd heard that he has a reputation of being like not the friendliest person. So I bought him as a villain in this film and I thought he did a good job. I think at a certain point, older actors are just the same as everybody. They're like, I don't want to be here on my Friday night. I want to be home. I'm only here because I am in a new film and I have to do publicity. I have to be seen. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, I just want to be home in my fuzzy slippers reading a book right they, now or watching They TV. say uh, that there's actually like at the end of red carpets on premiere nights for movies and stuff, there's a little uh, exit walkway too. So you can walk down the the thing and then you can walk on that exit runway and you'll just get back onto the street and you can leave. So a lot of celebrities, they have their cars parked over there so they can just leave. As soon as the red carpet and all that publicity, all the interviews are done, they just walk off and they're like, okay, and now I'm leaving. Bye. Not even even watch the (laughs) movie. Yeah, they don't even watch the movie. uh, Or uh, I think there's, I forget, I think it was Tom Hiddleston said one time he left a premiere and watched the movie at another theater where he wouldn't get recognized he was like i kind of want to just chill out with like regular people <laughs> i don't want to watch it with all these celebrities i mean yeah i'd probably be like talking it'd be like hey that's your shit and it's like yeah i know watch the film <laughs> stop trying to talk to me <laughs> whatever person sitting next to me stop trying to talk to me uh hugh grant's character i love that he played like the bumbling idiot too at the same time like, he was a villain, but also he was, like, it was totally his ego and everything like that, where he was like, yes, I'm here for the money, and that's it. He's like, I, he felt like uh, a reality star contestant. I'm here for myself and the money, and that's it. I'm not <laughs> I'm here not to, make to make friends. friends. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was pretty great as a villain, um, although it was kind of obvious that he's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't well they didn't belabor it uh they yeah they didn't waste introduced time him as the villain pretty pretty quickly into the start of the film yeah that was pretty decent they didn't waste any time getting to it um all of a sudden it was like all right yeah i've uh brought together this ragtag group who uh, i've met along the way and it's like oh never mind you're you've betrayed us <laughs> Um, I will tell you the the person who I think like if they do do another one I want to see more of uh, and you kind of mentioned it in the initial thoughts Reggae John his character is so interesting like not only with his backstory but also with his abilities as a pal like paladins are very strong I'm sure that's why he's not in the movie very much because paladins like as far as this movie being so so dedicated to D&D canon and trying to be very dedicated to like these are the spells they have these are the abilities they have i mean you have holga who's like who can beast anything which is what barbarians can do in DD. i'm sure they didn't have his character in there because in reality 
he would have solved the entire thing in like five minutes. Like he has, Smite Evil is one of the most powerful spells any character can have, especially Paladins. It makes it where you could literally just murk bosses with one strike because you, if it's evil, you can smite it. So they were like, we can't have him at the end. He would kill well, the the, it, the lady it, uh, on for one swipe and kill one swipe and kill her instantly. So it like makes sense why he's not fully in the film. But why was he advertising all that? Like literally, when you see the advertising, it's him, Chris Pine, and Michelle Rodriguez. It makes it look like they were like the main tree or something. But it was really them two and like. Justice Smith. Justice Smith and, yeah, and Sophia Lillis, yeah. They really did just do Justin Smith dirty. That's what they did. Well, he's in there, too, but it's really? like they, like, because he's in the promotional He's in there far more. Too, but it's it's a thing where it is weird that they marketed the not movie like so him. much. Not like him. With Ray Gajon, despite how much he's not in the film. <laughs> now, granted, when he is in the film, though, That's... he's phenomenal. His acting is on point. It reminded me a lot of Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, um, but he like is, uh, but uh, there's a lot of people play paladins that way, also. But it's like uh, his like his skills, his abilities, his action sequences were great. Like he's just a great character in general, and the way the movie ends off, it makes it seem like he might come back if they do more um, as like a character who's a part of the crew. But who knows? You know, I like at the end when he's walking away. And Chris Pine's character is like, he's just walking in a straight line. Oh, there's rocks. Is he, what is he going to do? Oh, he's going over the rocks. He's continue. He walks such a straight line and he literally just walks over the rocks like nothing. I, that was so funny. That was such a stupid joke, but it was so funny. This And it just like, it was stupid little things like that. Yeah. That I feel like really made this movie that it wasn't. That it made it more fun to just laugh at. And that's what it felt like when you do, because we are playing D&D now with each other. It's those stupid little things in there that are like, this makes you feel like you're playing the game with your friends. This makes you feel like and it's, like you remember those moments of just like stupid comments that your players make when you're doing D&D. Like in the D&D game we're playing, I said, show me dead bodies. <laughs> And out of context, that sounds weird. But in the game, it makes sense, and I stand by that I statement. Mean, Jonathan's got a whole but it's, like, yeah, it's like little reminder woman after out here, like a uh, dark elf woman who's trying to pine for his heart at the very least, like for his bed. <laughs> Either way, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your social awkwardness to it. Uh, it's great <laughs> if it's really well, because usually most of the game you're like, let's just go fight people. And I'm armadilloing around. <laughs> okay, so like it's just weird context like that that make I felt like was really shown in this film, where they uh, had just these weird contexts where you're just like, this is enjoyable, this is stupid. I know what this is like. Yeah, I alluded to it in my um, initial thoughts, but I think they are definitely trying to set up for a sequel because uh, one the kind of mystery between uh, the mystery surrounding uh, Reggae John Page's character plus the fact that they brought Michelle Rodriguez back from the dead at the very end mm -hmm. I think that's a telltale sign that you know we don't want to kill this character off yet if it was just one and done they'd be like alright you could die but 
they they want to have her in the in the next movie or movies. Funny enough, I think I like that they brought her back alive. I, that's what I mean by like the Go third, because like after they steal the gold and they leave, and then the red uh, red wizard like starts doing her spell thing. I was like. And then, and then they're gonna go back, and then they're gonna fight her, <laughs> and then like, and then they fight her, and it's cool. It's one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie. I was like, this is a pretty epic, uh, uh, third act fight. And then when Michelle Regan's stabbed, I'm like, that's what I mean by like the third act gets really predictable, <laughs> where it's like, have you seen a movie with the same? Oh, vein? Stop family fun feel good movie they're not gonna just kill her off no no i didn't want her to die i just mean like it would have been interesting if they had more like a different surprises the whole movie's had some great surprises up until that point using the D &D rules and canon and all that stuff i was hoping that they were gonna still keep doing that because i'm like this is i know what's gonna happen they're gonna use the tablet to bring holga back instead of her mom and then you know and then the movie's gonna end like that's like so i'm like again it's not major but it's just a thing where i'm like next movie now that we've established the characters like and y'all and we know y'all do y'all y'all's research like go at it go for it like you know make some really cool stuff um also anyone think there's gonna i thought be... it was pretty good and surprising when the little girl came out of nowhere with the magic suppressor oh yeah that that was Bracelet. that was interesting that that was a clever move yeah. that was a surprise to me i wasn't expecting her because he's like oh stay hidden no matter what I thought he was just like stay out of plain sight. I do like that they gave the little girl um, Sophia Lily Lilith. Lilith. No, Lilith. No, 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 no. What's the little girl's uh, you name? You mean Chloe? Chloe Coleman, Coleman. Yeah, as Kira. Oh. I like that they gave her the little amulet that makes her disappear. In that whole, f I like that they also made her. I mean, it sounds bad, but I like it that they brought her into the thief. They did, they made her a thief too. They didn't try to hide her away or be like, oh, you know, just stay home while we do these stuff. They had her come on those adventures. She was a thief with the family, you oh. know. They were like a little found family. That's what I know her from. She was in Marry Me. Ambulance. Avatar. No, Marry Me. Oh, she's in what? I know she's an Avatar. She was also, <laughs> she was, yeah, she was in the Avatar: The Way of Water as uh, Young Lo. She probably just did the. I don't think Lo, I've Young seen Lo either talks. of those. I pretty sure she just did probably the mocap for it <laughs> yeah i think so. i've seen neither of those films and but i've seen this one and she's fantastic in it i think she does really well yeah she's great um chloe coleman did a did a fine job yeah i think first i i recognized her after, and i'm just noticing it now from my spy that dave batista movie mm-hmm uh but she was good yeah she was good um you know what i would think say is the other the other minor thing about this movie that i i think should have been stronger they should have stuck with one villain because as the like main villain because hugh grant is the villain but there's a large chunk of the movie he's not there and it's because they need to have some time dedicated to explaining the other villain, which is Selfina, played by Daisy Head. And we get, like, but she, unlike Hugh Grant, who, like, despite our lack of time with him, he's just such a presence and he just is so funny and charming. Like, you don't need much backstory for him. You're like, I already get it. Like, he's a, he's a swindler. He's a charming, like, bastard. That's, that's his role. Selfina's just the boring, like, 
Like, I'm evil. Yeah. Like, that's her character the entire movie. <laughs> and and, there, not and like, there's nothing more than not, that. It's, it's not, like, not, you know what yeah. I mean? There's no. It's not like depth. there's a point where she where she redeems herself or anything. It's just well, like, more just there's no depth to her. Like, you don't know anything about her, why she's a red wizard, what, what her goals are past just. I have this master and I serve him. Like, that's it. Like, you don't get much past that. And it's kind of weird because everybody else gets more depth. Everybody, even Hugh Grant a little bit, you know? I like how they made her death kind of funny. Oh, and yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, gruesome, too. Bear. I was like, hers is, uh, Yeah, like, I was punched like, her, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they were like, they made, like, uh, Taylor Swift in Amsterdam, they made <laughs> sure that the audience knew that she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where a bunch of bricks fell on her and immediately I thought of Secret Life of Pets again. <laughs> Anytime bricks fall on a person or an animal, I just think about that time <laughs> where Jonathan tried to reassure me the snake wasn't going to die in Pets of Secret Life of Pets. I was like, oh, like the snake looks at No, he'll be fine. Bunch of bricks fall on him. I was like, uh, and then like a corner of a roof out of nowhere in the sewers falls on him. He's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Roof catches on fire. I'm like, I think <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it. That's what it felt like when I saw like the part of the building fall on her. I was like, I think she's gonna be okay. <laughs> like this feels like very deja vu going on for me. Um, but I did enjoy that. Yeah, the way they took her out was yeah, like the best. Funny. It was like, oh no, no, she's fine, she's fine. And then the owl bear, bear owl or owl, owl bear, bear? Mm-hmm. owl bear punches her just a couple extra times to make sure. Just, yeah, but I do, I do wish that the uh, that they had given more for Sophie because I like the idea of having the red wizards as the main villain, um, and the way they solve it is very smart. Because I'm like, yeah, you all of you are clearly not leveled up high enough to beat this villain, <laughs> like by yourselves. You need something like, I, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to need some help. And so when they put the magic suppressant on there, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I can, Well, I mean, they did come in like a real like group where they all just kind of attacked as best they could. Like Chris Pine's character, the bard, hits her with his loot repeatedly. Mm-hmm. She's like, knock it off. <laughs> can we also talk about Jonathan? Oh, Jonathan. 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 <laughs> At first, I did think they were really? saying Jonathan, but no, it's Jonathan. And he gets like, he's and an Aarakocra bar. He's just the punching bag. Which is sad because, yeah, they're I like, we bad. just approved your your thing, man. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, but we approved. I love the callback at the end where Hugh Grant's in the same situation and he tries to do the same thing. Yeah, and then there's a brick wall. They're like, nah, bro, we already, like, we've seen this before. You're not slick. You're going to jail. <laughs> and as they're dragging him away, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I don't know what came over me. I'm sorry. And poor Jonathan just on the floor, like, oh, again. <laughs> I think, yeah, that was one of the best things ever. The way he just kept interrupting his story being like is Jonathan coming or like what like is he gonna be here soon I, like thinking of Jonathan, was great. I appreciate the level of practical effects in this movie though I mean there is CG in here for sure and uh, so there's like you know the owl bear CG uh, you see a serpent uh, person in the beginning of this movie that's CG so it's like they, they use CG here and there 
but there's times where they decide you can, to use you can practical. tell that Jonathan was in a costume. Yeah, like yeah. even or the the bold uh, dude sitting next to on that council too. It's like I think he was semi practical, um, and I I appreciate that. I appreciate them having like some practical effects in here. It's not all CG because it's you know it's easy to do all CG for this type of movie, and they're like, no, nah, we're gonna. I mean, you know, we're gonna use some for sure, but uh, we're gonna have also some. Uh, some practical effects in here because it'll make things feel more gravity like have more gravity have more weight it'll look more real yeah or just be funny yeah he does please got his little glasses and everything i love how he became such a big part of this film they should have done a lot of advertising around him instead He's barely in the movie he was <laughs> only in there to do yeah so was the other guy so he's the in, other he's guy. He's not in there as 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 uh, he's in there way he's less. He's in there than for fifteen John. minutes. He's in there for fifteen minutes, and Jonathan, who everybody already loves more than most of the characters, because <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I've seen a weird amount on TikTok and on Instagram about Jonathan. Um, yeah, I I really liked the uh, the maze. Scene. Yeah, the arena was cool. It was really cool. Um, I love the mimic. Because that's a, and now you guys need to be on the lookout because I might throw one in our D and D campaign. <laughs> Mimics like to be chests a lot. There are a couple scenes where I like leaned over to Lauren and I was like, I feel like Jerome's going to do this to us now. <laughs> I feel like this is giving him too many ideas. Uh, the Displacer Beasts, especially, yeah, Displacer Beasts suck. <laughs> they are they are hard enemies to kill. Those like panthers with their little. Little tendrils, displacer bees. Uh, love the gelatinous cube, love though. That was cool <laughs> to see a gelatinous cube. Oh, that's that's a real that's a D&D that's a D and D thing of the gelatinous cube. Uh, what was the what was the mirror thing? I really liked that where you could like transport yourself using like the mirror thing. You know the, the what's it had a it started with an H I think. Oh, the, the hither thither like, one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing too. Everything they mention in this uh, movie, all are things that are in D anD D. They didn't make up anything because there's too many items to have to. Even Jonathan. Oh, well, Jonathan's just a character. There's a thousand characters in D anD D, and then there's like, and if you include all the player characters that anyone's ever made, technically there's millions. But <laughs> of D anD D characters, I was mad that Junalor was not. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, you he guys are technically canon now. You're in a D anD D world. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Next, the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> I am curious. I would love to know that if, like, if uh, if I ever get a chance to meet any of the cast of this film, and ask, like, are these your guys just D and D characters? <laughs> Actually, they are. Uh, there came out in an interview that they played D and D with these characters. Well, I mean, they uh, before filming or during filming. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cool. So they actually did play with these characters as D and D characters in an actual campaign. Cool. Um, but yeah, I like because I know Michelle Rodriguez plays, which I'm sure that's because because Vin, Vin Diesel's a huge D and D fan. He loves D and D so much, and so I am sure he got Michelle Rodriguez into playing D and D. Um, if she wasn't playing already, uh, but I, yeah, a lot of the other ones, I'm like, I can see Justice Smith. And Sophia Lillis probably being into it. I don't know if Hugh Grant would play. I feel like Hugh Grant wouldn't care. I don't see. <laughs> yeah. No. 
I don't think he played with. Yeah, the I, I, I don't see him like dedicating time to making a character and then doing the roles is and all Alex that stuff. Frozen? I think she is. Oh no! It's okay. She'll come back. Uh, <laughs> uh, while we're waiting for her to come back, yeah. uh, you know, uh, if you're enjoying the review so far, subscribe to the First Ones to Die podcast and uh, check out more I'm of our here. extra content on the YouTube channel. Uh, and speaking of D and D, be on the lookout. Eventually, uh, once we finally get it fully edited, the D and D campaign is coming out. So. Uh, you will get to meet characters, amazing characters like Link, Jill Nalore, Glitter, and Onya on their adventures in the Adventurers campaign. So be on the lookout for that, and we will announce it and let you know what uh, when that comes out. And I am Link, by the way. <laughs> Alex, you were frozen like this. Yeah, I was trying to fix my hair, and then like you guys disappeared. I was like, "Oh man, I like froze in the worst spot." <laughs> Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. I was just trying to like flatten, my, like a yeah. pushing of my hair right here. Like my internet was fine, and now it went. But <laughs> um, well, do we want to get to final? Well, uh, last thing we want to talk, well, I wanted to talk about because we haven't really gotten to talk to him about him a lot. But is the main character Chris Pine? <laughs> we haven't talked about oh, the Bard at all that's true. Uh, in this movie. I think he did a good job. Uh, Edgen. Edgen. Um, I think he was. <laughs> it was. It was the the perfect balance of humor and heartstrings that he brought to the table, and uh, I appreciated that. You, it was. Um, I, I felt like out of most of his roles, he brought the most Chris Pine ness of it. I could see him through the character, even though I've. I don't. I've never really. You okay there? It's just my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I had something in my eye. I've never no. It was just Chris Pine's performance. It was just. It made me laugh so much that I cried. It made me, you know, it, it, it pulled at my heartstrings so much that I cried as well. Um, but no, he, he did a good job. I could see himself coming through the character, even though I haven't watched that many like interviews with him. So I, I don't know his like his specific personality that much. But uh, I could see himself coming through into the character as well yeah i love the 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 concentration is a thing in this movie which is a thing in D D too is that you have to concentrate sometimes on a spell for it to last and i love that uh <laughs> love when he's just singing and then he's just glitching out and that's just, it was so that was so oh, funny yeah. i love the visual of that and i'm like in my head i'm like now when i play D D, that'll just be the visual in my head when like an illusion is losing concentration, it's just glitching out. <laughs> like it's on a PC almost. Um, but Chris Pine was great in this movie. He was fantastic. He definitely was the glue that held it together. Cause he plays more or less a straight man. He's not like, you know, a thousand jokes a minute, um, which is good though. You need that character. I think is like the main character is the, is the straight man character. And then everybody else can kind of shine as these unique fun characters um but even the jokes he did have he delivered them very strong but chris pine's always been great at doing that like that's he's always had that um you know smart ass type character i think the nice thing though about it is that he doesn't play it like a jerk because i that's why i mean like because i feel like if ryan reynolds was doing this character he would be playing it like a smarmy kind of like know-it-all character when he normally he played. would be ryan reynolds in medieval well that's a, that's, that's a, well, it's just because like that's what makes deadpool work is that he's also like a smart ass but he's a smart ass with like a, sm a smarmy way of saying it where you're just like he makes you feel like you're dumb <laughs> for not knowing 
Chris Pine doesn't play it that way, and I think that makes you have a lot of charm. Like, that makes you uh, charmed by the character a lot. I I loved the scene when you know they're they're about to get their heads cut off, and then Michelle Rodriguez like fights all the bad guys, and he's still there trying to. Un- he's like, oh yeah, we got him. He's like, there's got to be some sharper side. <laughs> He's like, there's got to be sharper stuff somewhere else. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Well, I just love that he thinks he's a part of it. He's like, yeah, I'm in it too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> we I just him. love how my how many times he's whacked people with his loot. Just comes out of my, nowhere and just whacks somebody. That's the only other thing I thought was weird is they don't incorporate any of the bard spells because bards have spells. They have magic too, <laughs> and they de- they don't throw any of his spells in there um, as the bard. Which was interesting, um, unless they unless he was a different class maybe, uh, but I feel like that was his role. He's supposed to be the bard, um, but uh, and I guess you could argue some of them are just like spells that don't have a visual component, like bardic inspiration or something like that. Um, when he inspired, I mean that's what he says. He's like, I make plans, and you know, I I'm the inspiration. He's like, I'm the one who tells you it's gonna be okay, and you believe me. <laughs> They're like, you're lying, and he's like, I'm not lying trying to be encouraging <laughs> but um but still i thought i thought he was great um as Egan, and uh i hope that he continues to be the main character of all these movies because i think he's the perfect main character for a cast like this uh when you have all everybody's playing these larger than life characters or characters that are just very interesting and detailed it's like yeah and then you have the normal guy <laughs> he has a loot and that's it I- <laughs> that's his thing I, well, you know my feelings about Chris Pine. I quite love the man, so I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I love how much he put, yeah. Green X. And medieval wear. I love medieval wear. I think it was great. Hearing him sing and everything like that. And he didn't have any, like, jokes that were, like, insulting jokes. Even his joke when he was making about uh, the paladin walking away. He's like, he's just, he's just walking a really straight line. <laughs> Look, there's some rocks there. Oh, is he going to go any, around them? If, nope, if he anything, walked over them. If anything, a lot of the people made jokes about him. Like, uh, his like his lip, his lips, like his lips are too big for his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty funny where she's like, those your lips, lips are too full of your face. Yeah. Wrong with my lips? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> I love the close-up. Like, they made sure his, like, blue eyes were on screen. I Like, that was one of my favorite. I was like, every time they did a close-up, they made sure those eyes sparkled. I was like, that poor man's probably blind by the end of the film with how much light they were probably shining into his eyes. I felt like at times, I was like, you're, like, really in there. (laughs) But, yeah, I love Chris Pine. And he was posing a lot during this film. I did notice that. Because there's a scene, again, at the beach where he's going to lie down, and he's literally just on his side like this, in a straight pose. And I was like, there was no reason for that. And then he lays down. (laughs) So I did notice that there was a lot of posing for him. But yeah, Chris Pine, Medieval Wear, I was all good with this movie. I would have given an A+. plus out of it. My last last (laughs) question for you guys, and this is less to do with the movie, more to do with uh, both of you. Uh, Because I know when when this trailer first came out, um last year and i was like super excited we haven't really started our campaign yet or if we had it was very early on now that you guys have had a chance to play uh, a few sessions of D, get into your characters learn a little bit about like how the rules work some of the like items all that stuff did that make watching this movie 
feel like have a little bit of a heightened experience for you being that you now have played D&D and so you know kind of the how things work compared to if you hadn't you feel like Um, yeah I think so yeah a little bit like I'm even though I still am not I think I have not scratched the surface (laughs) of D&D at all um made it a little easier to kind of grasp the world um yeah but I think I think I would have enjoyed it even if I hadn't hadn't played I think for me, it makes me feel a little more comfortable in the character I'm playing because I am generally a bit of a ridiculous person. I say shit sometimes uh, that I don't, it just comes out of my mouth. Like I I sometimes lack a filter. Uh, And I present that definitely in my character where I just say stupid shit. And this made, movie made me feel like more comfortable in that. That like, oh, it's not that weird that I'm kind of chaotic and I just say nonsense as long as it's like fitting to my character. But like, it made me feel better. Like, okay, it's not me trying to go outside the rules D and D, or I'm not you know messing up the game or anything. This is really just like fun and chaos to have with your friends as you're going on this journey. So it made me a little more comfortable in my character and being chaotic, <laughs> I guess. Because I am supposed to be chaotic. Whether it be neutral or good, we're still yet to see. Mm. Cool. Final thoughts? I go around threatening to eating people up. Uh, Alex, go. Your final thoughts. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. I love staring at Chris Pine in Screen X. (laughs) He was never out of my view. What's Um, better, Screen X or IMAX? I think Screen X just for this because like I said he's I always had some view of him uh, IMAX I feel like so would have cut him off but seeing him in IMAX I think would be great too. Yeah, I say IMAX just because the Screen as X it, while it's cool that you have the sides they don't look as crisp as what's as the front screen like it's it literally looks like projectors I mean, on the side of the wall as opposed to like a movie movie screen. In a movie going experience probably mm-hmm. IMAX but in with certain actors, great actors. <laughs> um, but with this movie, but he is a beautiful man, and I'm not going to, re- you know, shy away from that. Um, I if, would, I would, I would go on any adventure with him. If Chris Pine and Jason Momoa were in a movie together, no, would you just combust? no? She would combust if it's Chris Pine, Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> no, not Oscar Isaac. No, wait, what's... Pedro, oh, Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Now, <laughs> I like. I like. No, I was never with uh, Oscar Isaac. I said I wouldn't mind seeing his scene in Doom. <laughs> and then somebody also recommended the Marriage Story to me. Like I'm not going to shy away from certain shows and movies. <laughs> No, I forget. I forget who the fifth person was. But there's a fifth person in there that I. I'm, Alex said I don't like Oscar Isaac. I just like him when he's. <laughs> he's a, he takes care of himself. There's nothing wrong with that. And he, he, you know he's playing very good roles too. 
Although I didn't watch Dune. I watched that scene, but I didn't watch Dune. <laughs> I'm going to watch Dune because we're going to do part two. Yeah, whenever here. that comes out, who knows? I have to watch Dune. <laughs> November. It's well, supposed to be November. Have to carve out a whole day. To watch That's true. And it's do so time. long. <laughs> it is so long. I have to fifteen. But like, I'll figure it out. You I can have crochet. Like a whole chunk of your day to watch like both movies back to back. Ah, oh, there's just so much like talking. Or if you start now, you could watch like five minutes per day, and then be done by, by the time it comes out. I think like a fi- I could do fifteen minutes a day, and okay. I feel like I could get through to Dune to November. I think I could do that. All right, Jonathan. Uh, well, what's your grade, Alex? You didn't give a grade. I think it's an A. I think it's just a fun. I know there's like a little like little stuff that like it ran a little too long and stuff like that but this is really just a fun movie to watch you know it's not something that's going to be like heavy it's a cute found family film you know that trope and if you're not like dissecting it really hard it's just a fun film to watch with a group of friends where you can make jokes and if you have played D&D you can share your experience and be like yeah this is what it's like and it's chaotic enough that it's it's like you're kind of like, oh god, what are, what is this ragtag team going to do next? But it's still very structured where they do have multiple plans. Although you know, Plan A and B have gotten stained, so now they have Plan D, C, and F going on. <laughs> so I did, I do think it's it's structured really well, and it's just a fun movie, and I just enjoy movies that like don't make me think too hard because I'm trying to enjoy them. Although, please stop the passive aggressiveness at the beginning of each film now and thanking me for coming. Just stop that. That feels like you're personally like staring at me like, thank you. And I'm like, all right, can I just watch my movie? So, like, I think an A. I think it was just fun. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think? I agree. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved the adventure element uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons. That is definitely a core component of the game that you're, you know, on an adventure. And I think the film really uh, leaned into that. I thought the cast was great. Um, Everyone really, you know, got into, uh, I feel like they immersed themselves into the role and they not only made it fun, but it was also heartwarming as well. Um, Overall, yeah, I just, I, I had, fun with it and wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. I think if you weren't if you weren't or aren't into Dungeons and Dragons, you would still have a good time watching this movie. And I don't think that necessarily means that it would be better if it was more like like focused on if it had more, you know, intricacies of the D&D game. I just think that it it was cool that it was, you know, more universal. Um, without like dumbing down the game or anything, uh, yeah, I, I liked the uh, the scene where they had the Hilfins. What's what's it called? The Hilfins. The hither thither. Was it the hither the hither thither wand? I like that scene. When, uh, trying to um, sneak into the carriage, uh, and then you. And then, 
and then you see um they're trying to like they drop it or something and so they're trying to get it back but it looks like something completely different um it looks like she's almost <laughs> burying a body or something huh i said when uh michelle rodriguez character was like holding onto his legs uh-huh. it looks like she was like trying to bury a body but in the most awkward way possible yeah it also looked like something else yeah. as well <laughs> Trying to be family friendly by mentioning only murder. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall it was fun. Uh, I will give it. I will give it an A minus. Strong. That's gonna be my grade. Now me. Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love this movie, obviously. I love this movie, uh, so much. And thank, thank you for redeeming the Dungeons and Dragons movie legacy because that first one with Jeremy Irons and Marlon oh, Wayans. Are we people I gotta now? watch gonna, it. I gotta watch like it. like the, the cast at the beginning. We thank you people. Well, now. it's just. <laughs> Thank you for it's making true, this film. because that is <laughs> You're the, the only Dungeons and Dragons movie that's ever existed before this one, and it was is so bad. <laughs> Jeremy Irons does his best to just overact his behind off in that movie to make it into something it's not, but it's just like like nobody could have saved that film. I'm sorry, it is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so sorry. Um, uh, just like 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 no, my blood will rain from the sky, <laughs> like. Jeremy Irons killing God. it. Um, but uh, this movie is fantastic. This is great. Um, it could not have come out at a better time where Dungeons and Dragons is super popular right now. Uh, just amongst so many people and so many celebrities are playing it. So many just regular people are playing it. So many shows have come out. Um, it's just, it's it's the heyday of Dungeons and Dragons right now. So this is the perfect time for this movie to come out. And they did a great job. Uh, the cast is fantastic. The jokes land. Um, I love the effects. The practical effects on the corpses was amazing. Um, and then some of the creatures, uh, the special effects were pretty decent. And the way they displayed magic was really awesome. Every spell has its own unique sound and look and feel. Um, just uh, all of the uh, lore they put into this movie clearly shows a passion that the writers had for this material and for this game. And everything like that so i would love to see more dnd movies um made by this team and involving these characters but if not these characters just made by this team you know i would love to see if this like if this was like an anthology series of dnd movies of different parties and campaigns because there's so the sky's the limit is dnd you could do whatever you want so it's like maybe the next one could be an evil campaign that's like and as a movie where we see nothing but villains or they could do one where it's like a bunch of uh bunch of paladins fighting or you know people who are dragon riders there's the sky's the limit so i'm excited to see what they do next if they do more given the reviews and how much money this movie's been making i am sure they will do more i'm sure the studio's like are you kidding me we're gonna ride this gravy train till the wheels come off like we're gonna make some more DD movies um because I mean, you're gonna make some Jonathan. Well, it's just because yeah, it has those made yeah. all these Transformers Jonathan. movies that nobody Jonathan. liked, but was making money anyway. <laughs> they can make TNT movies. Well, I mean, they made three of the old Dungeons and Dragons films. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but the other two so, went straight to DVD. But the first one three. is the only one that went to oh. theaters. Wait, hold up. In February 2022, a spinoff television series was announced to be in development. 
for hey. this movie or for just in, in in general? This the movie probably connected to this movie. Cool. Um, uh, glad to continue. Ro- probably Ross different cast. Thurber is set to serve as creator, writer, executive producer, and showrunner for the series, in addition to directing the pilot episode. Various networks and streaming companies bid on distribution rights. In January 2023, it was announced that Paramount Plus gave the show a straight-to-series order and will consist of eight episodes. Mm. Well, that's good. Um, also, speaking of D&D shows, if you want to watch one now, that's pretty decent um, and captures more of an adult side of, you know, uh, playing D&D. Not uh, adult mostly in just how much violence, blood, and uh, cursing there is. Watch Legend of Vox Machina. It's pretty good. Um it's uh it's really good the voice acting is top notch the storytelling is really solid um the animation looks really crisp so and uh, in fact the animation is a lot like invincible so if you like the animation in invincible you'll like the animation in legend of box machina um and it can be found on amazon prime <laughs> you can find it on amazon prime and watch it so uh if you're still craving D content after watching this movie go on over to the legend of box machina and um, watch that. And if you really want some hardcore D and D content, that's just straight D and D. You can either watch Critical Role if you think you have the time. Just to warn you now, every episode's like four hours long. <laughs> so, and there's hundreds, of, literally hundreds of episodes for multiple campaigns. So that's that should keep you busy until the next D and D movie comes out <laughs> for years. Uh, but if you don't want to have that much dedication, uh, also check out College Humor, or uh, rather Dropout is now what they're called. Uh, their um, uh, app is four bucks a month. Uh, it's a streaming app that they have, but you can watch Dimension 20 there. You can already watch some of their episodes for free on YouTube on Dimension 20's YouTube channel. But if you want to watch the whole show, all the shows, all the campaigns, watch it on Dropout. Watch Dimension 20, uh, which feels more like an actual D&D show, but with actual players and you get to see the dice rolls, the sets, everything. So check that out if you get a chance. Um, but yeah, so yeah. And oh yeah, my, my grade is also an A minus as well. There we go. All right. So, so well, yeah. comment below. Tell us if you've seen D and D. Tell us if you like it. <laughs> All right. Now go ahead. <laughs> no. Socials. Jerome. Jerome. You can find me and not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at Robozoomedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other stuff I am working on. And also, once again, just wanted to put a plug in there. Go on over to the Mopop and check out. Uh, the uh, Hidden Worlds exhibits showing off all of the uh, puppets and things from and just set designs and stuff from like studios here in Seattle. So if you uh, check out the Museum of Pop Culture, go and check that out because it's a cool exhibit. Me and my girlfriend are going this Tuesday to check it out uh, for a friends and family thing. So it's it's awesome. Um, and also, if you want to get extra content for the first ones to die that you cannot get on any of our audio streaming platforms, go on over to the YouTube channel at the first ones to die to see all types of extra content like book reviews, mini reviews, gaming content, uh, vlogs, and of course, video versions of all the podcasts as well. So go on over there so you can check all that stuff out. Jonathan. <laughs> you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter follow us the first ones to die on all of these social media platforms you can also find us uh you can email us the first ones to die at gmail.com we'd love to hear your questions and comments and if you're watching this on 
YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Give us your feedback in the comment section below. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, please give us five stars and give us a review. And let's take us home, Alex. You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. TikTok was where I mainly spent time posting videos of cheddar, um, but you can find out a lot more of what I do on the podcasts of TikTok, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of the episode, of what we may be reviewing next, and little commentary about videos I am watching at that moment. I guess I'm going to go ahead and watch that D&D, the original one from 2000, and see what's going on there. I think that's going to be... Uh, interesting experience from the way I've heard everybody's been talking about it. Uh, last video I watched was Ghost Rider and I made a couple TikToks about that because it wasn't horrible. It was a product of its time. And I don't mean that in like it was like sexist or anything like that. It's just very much an early 2000s movie which is what I'm expecting from the Dungeons and Dragons, the original one as well. Uh, next week... Jerome will not That's be right. with I'm us. going out of town. It's my mom's birthday, so y'all wish my mom a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to Jerome's mom. Yes, happy birthday. It's her, uh, hopefully I'm not calling out her age, but she's turning 50, right? Yeah, she's excited. You have such, you have such a young mom. <laughs> but you're also the oldest, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, my, my sister's. Okay, that might. Uh, in uh, her mid-20s. I'm in my late 20s. That might be why I feel like you have like a young mom. Like my mom's a little older, but I'm also the youngest. So I was like, of course she's older. <laughs> um, but me and Jonathan will be reviewing Singing in the Rain because we are both very big musical fans. And we, like Singing in the Rain is just yeah, great. I'm sorry to miss it, but will. I will be back uh, the following week. So we have to at some point this year together in person whether yeah I'm up there or you're down somewhere <laughs> yeah, well, somebody's gotta take a weekend and go up or down yeah yes. we'll figure it out <laughs> All right. I haven't been up there in a minute so that's fine although but I also want to see like proper sunshine I'm like yeah I am so I like, am like uh, really not liking the rain I on we honestly might come to you just so we can have some sun for a few days <laughs> And I'm hey, gonna go to Knott's Berry Farm. Like, can we do that? Because last time we did Uni Knott's Berry Farm. Because last time we did like Universal, I've always wanted to go to Knott's Berry Farm. Sure, I've never been there. Yeah, see, great experience for everybody. All right, we got a trip to plan now. <laughs> but all right, everybody, see you next week. Have a great day or night or morning, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.